And on the first take, he runs up, slips in the mud, whacking himself in the face with the gun. He ended up creating a huge bloody gash in the middle of his nose. Today on the podcast, I have Nicholas Acosta, who is a filmmaker that works as a writer, producer, and editor at The CW. And Nicholas's story is centered around an indie feature he worked on as a cinematographer. It's a story that involves a difficult and somewhat clueless director shooting in the middle of a rainstorm and being fired. So with that, I'll let Nicholas take it from here. Hi, my name is Nicholas Acosta, and this is my worst day ever. So I'm primarily a director, but sometimes I get hired out for other jobs. Back in 2018, I didn't have my current job and needed some money. So a friend of mine reached out and asked if I'd be interested in DPing his feature that he wrote, produced, and was going to act in. A few weeks later, I met with the director. He was this tall guy, bald head, had a military background, but was a pretty nice guy. And I thought, man, this is going to be pretty cool. He even later asked me if I'd be interested in editing when it was all done, the whole project. He asked how long it would take, you know, how much it would cost. And I said, well, you know, it depends on him because I like I personally like to editing with the director or producer. I like editing with the people that hire me to make to work on the film because I want to get their vision out immediately and don't want to like do an edit and then come back and be like, oh, let's change some things. So I remember saying like, yeah, like depends on how often we can meet up. And he goes, I don't have time for that. I have a family. I just remember thinking, like, don't you care about the movie? You're the director. Fast forward a few months later, it's January of 2019. We're shooting up north in the mountains near Sacramento. It's pretty cold and gloomy, you know. Originally, I thought it was going to add so much cool aesthetic because I'm seeing these nice cold skies. It's a dark action thriller kind of Hunger Games-like, and I figured, oh man, this will be really cool with this nice, cold, dark weather. It's something I would regret feeling later. Our first week was pretty crazy, and I started to realize that the director might not really have much of a vision. In fact, he didn't really seem to understand how movies were made. He'd look at shots during a performance where an actor, like, turned his head for a moment and say, why are we filming this? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna use this moment. Like, he didn't understand what editing was. Like, you can cut away. I don't know how well he worked with the actors, but when it came to the rest of the crew, he had no idea how to work or communicate with them. It got so bad that one day while I was waiting for the actors to arrive for a blocking rehearsal, I had my crew set up the video village and the camera op had just happened to turn the camera on. And I get this call over the radio from the director. He's like, hey, Nick, I'm not too sure about the shot. I tell him it wasn't the shot, and we were just waiting for him, the actors, to show up to find the real shot. I get no response. Until about a minute later, I hear him over the radio again. So Nick, what do you think about the shot you have? I tell him, I don't have a shot. I'm waiting for you and your actors to come down here and block out the scene. Again, no response. At this point, I'm exhausted, and it's only day three. About a weekend, we're gearing up for this big, huge fight scene. It's basically the middle of the third act, and it needs to be epic. What's concerning, though, is we hear about this big rainstorm coming in, and the director decides it'll be great if we shoot the fight sequence during this rainstorm. 
I remember him screaming, this is gonna be such great production value. I remember him showing us the choreography in my crew and I's room at our Airbnb, and I'm already getting a bad feeling. He's like tumbling on the bed and just like doing it in slow motion saying, you know, like, okay, so then he does this and this. And I'm like, this is not helpful at all. So the day of the big fight sequence, we're at this clearing next to this old wood mill in the middle of the woods. The day started with just a little drizzle, but the ground was completely covered in slippery mud from the rain the night before. And I remember thinking this whole thing seemed really dangerous and poorly planned. I mentioned my concerns to the director, but he acted like he didn't understand me. You know that feeling you get when you explain something really simple to someone, but they don't understand? So you explain it again, slightly differently, and much more simple, but they still don't understand. And you do this on and on and on to a point where you feel like they're either doing it on purpose or you start questioning your own sanity. That's what basically was going on. It was like I was telling him one plus one equaled two, and he couldn't understand how that worked. Until someone else came up and they said exactly what I had just told him the first time, and then he understood it. That's when I realized he was blatantly trying not to listen to me. It started with our first shot of the day. Our leading hero, my friend, is supposed to run up, fire his gun, and duck down behind the log. And on the first take, he runs up, slips in the mud, whacking himself in the face with the gun. It was a fake airsoft gun, but it was still pretty heavy. He ended up creating a huge bloody gash in the middle of his nose. Everyone ran up in concern. He was okay, but it was still now a problem. It was something we couldn't hide with makeup, especially in the rain. The director just said, It'll look cool. Hours later, the rain is now pouring down. People are soaked. Their feet completely drenched. But during the shoot, my crew was spread out all over the clearing. My gaffer and his entire team are doing their best to protect the lights from the rain. My camera op is covered in a trash bag, trying his best to keep the camera dry. He has no peripheral vision. One wrong step, and he's in the mud. Meanwhile, a few feet away, the director is standing under his own tent with his own monitor and shooting Snapchat videos with one of the producers between takes. We also had these two propane heaters that we used to keep the crew warm. He had them both surrounding him while the rest of the crew was standing in the rain or trying their best not to freeze to death. Also, another problem is one of our crew wasn't feeling well that day, so we had nobody to run batteries back and forth to home base. So with everyone busy doing their jobs, I decided to do it myself. I remember walking back and forth to home base, which was about a two-minute walk uphill. I was wearing this rain gear, but it was cheap, so the back of the pants had split open, and my jeans had soaked through and not to get too graphic, but there's nothing worse than working all day on your feet in the cold rain and the ass of your pants is soaked through and freezing. It can really bring down your mood. Anyway, I get back with one of the fresh batteries and my gaffer runs up to me and says, Hey, so I was told not to take orders from you for the rest of the day. And I'm like, what? He said that the director and AD had come up to him and told him to take direction from the director for the rest of the day. At that point, I was livid. It's one thing to fire someone in the middle of the day for a shoot, but to not even say it to their own face, 
I had to hear this from my own gaffer. They never confronted me about it. He had offered to walk off set with me, but I decided not to fight it. I said, do whatever you guys need, I'm there for you. And I assisted my crew for the rest of the day, until the evening when we grabbed our last shot. The rain has not stopped for five hours, and it's coming down in a torrential storm. It's literally what you think of when you think of movie rain. But what made it worse was after they shouted cut, both the actors, the director, AD, and the producers all jumped into a van and drove off, leaving me and my crew to pack up everything by ourselves in the cold, rainy darkness of the woods. They even left the two propane heaters on, expecting us to pack it up along with the tents. I'm not sure if many of you people listening in this know this, but that's not really a camera crew's job. We spent the next hour working complete darkness, trying to gather up everything, keep it dry, keep it out of the mud, and toss it into a van before we got washed away. When we get back to the Airbnb, I just remember seeing the director celebrating and partying with the cast, saying, We did it! While the crew and I stood there, dripping, muddy, and shivering, thinking about how this was the worst day ever. And that wraps up this episode. Thank you, Nicholas, for coming on and sharing your worst day ever. And if you have a worst day ever story and are interested in coming on the podcast and sharing it, head on over to worstdayever.com to learn more. And to make things easier, I've included the links in the show notes. Until next time, that's a wrap. 